Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading and meditation of the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, June the 20th, 2023, the 11th Tuesday of Ordinary Time. Today's gospel reading is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. So no big deal, just be perfect. Okay, Lord, thank you. Ha ha ha. Um, it's true, what Jesus is saying here is difficult. It helps to have a little bit of, uh, I mean, this is a continuation of the Sermon of the Mount, continuation of what we were talking about yesterday. We already touched on this theme a little bit, and it's always great to see the context. An eye for an eye is merciful, because it used to be, you take my eye, I'll kill your whole family. Uh, saying love your neighbor, hate your enemy, well... Maybe they needed to hear that at one point in time because they were not being faithful to one another and because they were allowing the enemies to infiltrate in different ways, such as with false gods bringing curses upon the people. So, yes, we start with the old law, but we finish and hopefully continue to grow with the new law. The old law saying, you know, in a way, charity begins at home. Let's love the people around us. The new law still says that, but it goes further. Let's continue to love. Let's love even our enemies. One thing I was thinking as I was reading this, just when I have different conflicts with different people, I think, you know, so certain people just want to, you know, they have that kind of tribal mindset. Well, these are the good people. Those are the bad people. These are my people. Those are not my people. And I think to myself sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong, I fall into both camps at one time or another, but I, when I'm having better and more noble thoughts, I think, wouldn't it be great if I had more people in my camp? <laughs> Which means we have to win over the people on the other side. So that's a more pragmatic approach, you know, thinking like, all right, well, there's a strategy here, but... Even more so, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus wants all his children brought into the kingdom of heaven. He wants everyone won over. He wants everyone loved. He wants everyone learning how to love and how to be loved. It's interesting. I wanted to just bring a couple points together from this reading that love and perfection go hand in hand. If you wish to be perfect, you need to love more. That means also growing in patience, growing in the ability to forgive and let go of past hurts. So love is perfection, and perfection is love. In other words, people often say, well, who cares that I'm this way or that I'm that way? You know, I'm, 
I just think of this one example when I was on a retreat. We were talking about people that say, well, I'm not a morning person. Well, guess what? You got to work on that (laughs) because morning's part of the day. And morning is a time that we're going to encounter other people. So the more we work on ourselves, the more we're loving others. Did you ever work or live closely with people that didn't bathe? Okay, well, that's part of perfection. We got to become perfect in all things bodily, emotionally. We got to work on our emotions, our moods, our, our insanity. You know, we all have different neuroses. If we're not working on ourselves, then we're not loving our neighbor. So all these things go together. Perfection, becoming more perfect ourselves is a better way to love the people around us. And loving the people around us is a better way to become perfect. We work on all these things. The best examples for this are our Lord and our Blessed Mother, especially when you consider the cross. Jesus endured all those horrible things, as we know. And yet, what does he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them. Jesus submitted and did not open his mouth. It's true. Before that, when he was debating with the scribes and the Pharisees, yes, he called it like it was. He, they're the people he told off because they were held to a higher standard and they weren't living up to that standard. And he even used harsh words. He called them names. But when it was time to go to his death and they were really just unleashing literally the fury of hell upon Jesus, everything was being unleashed upon Jesus. What did he do? He forgave. He submitted. Once again, it's not like yesterday I was talking about. It's it's not about becoming doormats, but it's learning to, I mean, you know, there's a perfection that we have to achieve. And it's really the uh, the serenity prayer is so helpful. I'm sure Jesus was saying some form of the serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So, yes, yeah, sometimes we need to stand up to evil. Sometimes we need to accept the fact that I'm in this situation and I need to endure. And I need to endure with kindness and charity. I need to do the best I can here. One example of going the extra mile, as I talked about yesterday, loving your enemy, being perfect. I I was just trying to think of different examples. I had mentioned yesterday about people being so kind, people that eventually became martyrs in the early church. They were so friendly and kind to their jailers, they converted their jailers. In some situations, they had to keep replacing the jailers because they were all being converted. I was thinking of another one today, St. Patrick. He was sold into slavery. He lived his young life amid torture. He was tortured. He was treated horribly. And what did he do? He prayed for, well, he prayed for himself and he was trying to figure out, all right, what am I going to do here? And is this the rest of my life? Can I get away from here? But then what do I want to do with my life? He was discerning becoming a priest, but very specifically, He had a great love for those that imprisoned him, for those that enslaved him. And as a priest, he wanted to go back to Ireland to convert them. That's true love. It doesn't necessarily mean he had emotions of love for them, like, oh, these people are the greatest. But he felt called to go back 
and help those people find the light because he saw them in darkness. A similar one would be Isaac Jogues, very similar. He could have done anything after he was tortured the first time around when he went to minister among the natives. The Mohawks, he was sent to the Hurons, but he was captured by the Mohawks and they tortured him and he escaped. He got back to France. They said, listen, you can do anything. You can teach in a university. What, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to go back to America. And they, okay, the Hurons? No, the Mohawks. God placed a love in his heart for the people that persecuted him the most. And it's a mysterious thing. I mean, it's hard. You know, there's a human element. There's a divine element. And these things work together. It's called virtue. So God placed in his heart a love for those people. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see so-and-so. He was just so great. The guy that, you know, bit my fingers off. No. But he felt in his heart, you know, so-and-so that bit my fingers off and whoever else is there, they don't have the Lord. They don't know the Lord. And if I go and I, if, if the Lord continues to work through me, if, if this is truly God's will, I can perhaps bring God's grace to these people, that maybe they will see the light of Christ, that maybe they will come around and maybe in the end we can all be friends. Maybe in the end we can all enjoy heaven together maybe even a little bit of this earth together. I think of readings about St. Paul and, and St. Stephen. Paul concurred in the act of killing St. Stephen, yet I forget who wrote the, uh, the passage. I think it's for the Feast of St. Stephen. It talks about how Stephen prayed for Paul, and now they enjoy heaven together. Even though, you know, Stephen, by worldly standards, you would think, oh, well, you know, he should be uh, <laughs> resentful towards Paul. But no, that's not how it works in heaven. And that's not how it works for those of us that are still here, but still at the same time citizens of heaven trying to get there. So let us be more like Our Lady, especially watching her son die on the cross. Let us be more like Jesus, loving our enemies so that we will have them ultimately as friends in the kingdom of heaven. Let us become perfect as the heavenly father is perfect and he will give us every grace to do so. Have a great day. God bless you.